Hey there, everyone. Thank you for joining me on the Imperfect Woman podcast. As you may notice, I have my podcaster voice on, kind of. (laughs) Maybe a podcaster with vocal nodules. I don't know. I'm sick, if you can't tell. Um, I think I never fully recovered from COVID yet. It's been like four weeks, and I noticed I got sick two weeks ago, lost my voice a little bit, and then it came back. And then now I lost my voice again. I don't think it's vocal nodules. My mom told me she thinks it is. And I'm like, I don't think it is. I mean, obviously I use my voice a lot between the podcast and uh, the clients online business and what I'm doing over in the Imperfect Woman brand and getting that up and going. But I've never really had this problem before. So that's why I don't think it's that because I haven't had this problem at a time when I'm not sick. So I do have the sinus thing. I do have the cough. So I'm going to leave that part off until like after I fully recover and then see if I still have issues. So here we are. Thank you for listening to my seasoned voice today with lots of rasp and soul and experience. And thank you all so much for taking a screenshot of you listening to the podcast and sharing and tagging me on Instagram. Uh, You guys have been tagging me at Mallory Tadimi. You've also been tagging me at Imperfect Woman HQ, which is our Instagram for the Imperfect Woman brand. So thank you so much for tagging me. I love when you guys take screenshots or even like selfies of you listening to this podcast and you tag me. Because then I know my work is getting out there and it's changing your life and it's connecting with you. And then also it's connecting with other women in your space. And that's all I really want out of life. I just want to connect with people. And it makes me so happy and it makes my heart so happy. So I just want to thank you all for those of you that have done it. And if you haven't done it yet, do it. Just literally take a screenshot with your phone of like, you having the podcast on the screen and you can share it in a post. You can share it in your stories. You can share it anywhere, anywhere on your, you're on social media and it helps to get the word out there. But then it also lets me know that you're listening to, and I'm not just talking into this like black abyss (laughs) as I stare at my microphone right now, because that's what it can feel like sometimes, but it makes me so happy. So thank you. So let's get into today's episode, and I think it's a very relevant subject, topic, title, however you want to say it, and it is four steps to overcome exhaustion. And I think I'm qualified to teach on this right now. Well, like, yes, because I've been exhausted many times in my life, and I've had to overcome it to get to where I am today. But also, I'm kind of going through it right now. I'm pretty exhausted right now. I'm pretty stressed right now. And I think it's important to be honest about it and not hide it. Because for a very long time, I used to hide my exhaustion. And I would just keep piling it on and keep piling it on and keep piling it on. And eventually there would be a straw that breaks this camel's back. And it's happened many times to me. And like most of the time, I don't want to tell people I'm exhausted because they're counting on me. And that's like one of the biggest things. And then that causes stress for me. And that kind of leads us into step one for four steps to overcome exhaustion. Stop hiding it from yourself and others. And this is just something I've learned in hindsight because I've realized that I've done it, but I don't really know when I'm doing it until I've done it and like I can like see the light and the clarity comes in. But to better overcome exhaustion these days, I try to catch myself in the moment. That's when I try to catch myself. And I will say having the added stressor of being sick for like 
a month now. Actually, honestly, guys, even longer because I got sick like two weeks before I got COVID and then I got COVID and then I was fine. And then I got sick again. Um, so yeah, I actually did get sick before COVID and ironically had the whole nasal thing, the post nasal drip and the cough. And I lost my voice. And this was right before we moved too. So maybe like two months ago, six weeks ago. I don't know. I don't even know. All the time is going into a blur, something like that. I got sick before COVID though. And then I got COVID, which I was positive for 11 days. I didn't take any of the extra medications that they have now because I just don't know what to think of anything anymore. And I just got through it and it was really bad. It wasn't like I need to go to the hospital bad, but like I was pretty sick, way sicker than when I got it in February, which makes me believe that I probably had that BA1 or 2. I think it's called the Omicron. Omicron BA1 or 2. I think I had that in February when everybody had it, like around Christmas time-ish and then like the wave after that. This time I think I had that have that BA5 version because it was just such a different experience. So different. I was just sick with like a tiny bit of like a raspy sore throat, I'd say, when I had it in February. Very much like a light cold. And when I had it this time, like I was just sick, like a really, really bad cold. I don't know if I could explain it. I don't want to say flu because I feel like when I get the flu, there's like the nausea and all that stuff going on. And I didn't really have that this time. And I only had a fever one night this time, although I was sick for like 11 days. And I feel like with the flu, it's just like fever, chills, nausea, like the entire time. And that wasn't what I had. It was very like sinusy and just, just not good. And I wouldn't recommend anyone getting it basically. It was not good. It just was not good. It was not the experience I had in February. So I'm still trying to navigate this. But anyways, long story short, it's making me tired. It's making me really tired. I'm trying to go to bed early and I'm trying to allow my body to heal. But I can tell there's something like internally, like there's like a sickness in me that I'm dealing with that's not allowing me to be my full self. And I'm, I'm finding it interesting. So guys, um, yeah, it's making me tired. So this is part of me no longer hiding when I'm exhausted and I'm really good at hiding it from my husband too. I just told him this like, uh, probably a couple weeks ago and I was like, I need to turn this into a podcast episode. So for years and years and years and years and years, I had this tendency to just like not tell him how exhausted I really am because I think I was always afraid of his reaction. Like either like maybe he'd have like a suck it up buttercup kind of reaction. And that's just hard sometimes, even though I'm totally that type to do that because I'm so driven. So like I was kind of fearful of that, I think just processing it now. I mean, I haven't, I, tr I thought about it a little bit, but I tried not to think about it too much because I wanted it to be like a stream of consciousness on this podcast. So I think part of it was like, I was afraid of his reaction. Like he'd tell me to like, get over it, you know, just like get over yourself as he says to me all the time. And sometimes that's helpful. And sometimes it's not, you know, sometimes it is something deeper that you can't just shove down, but like sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's just me creating problems where problems don't even exist. And I think that's an interesting contrast because sometimes I do that too. So I don't know, like sometimes I would just hide it so I wouldn't hear that. But now that I'm thinking about it in the moments that I would hide it from him, and maybe you guys have been this way too with people that care about you, like I didn't want to hear that. And I think that would have been his main reaction. So the times that I have hit it, I think I didn't say that because that's, that's like the 80, 20 role, you know, that's where he tends to go, like get over yourself kind of thing. And like, I, I would say maybe 80% of the time he's right. But like, now that I'm thinking about it by not wanting to say anything, it's probably because there was a deeper issue 
And then he would just tell me that answer. And then I wouldn't get to talk about the deeper issues. So I just chose to talk about nothing. That's messed up. Oh, the things that we do to ourselves, seriously. So yeah, I do think there was something deeper to it probably, which is why I didn't want to say anything to him specifically because I tend to know what his reaction is. But think about all the people maybe you're hiding your exhaustion from, you know, and like, what if you just told them? What if you just said like the next time they're like, oh, how are you? And instead of giving them a fake answer, I'm good. How about you? Yeah, I'm good. Like, you actually said, I'm feeling pretty exhausted lately and I'm working on figuring out why. What if you said something like that? What if you brought that level of sensitivity to a conversation? I feel like you both would be changed because when you ask how someone is, I mean, are you really going to shut someone down if they give you an actual honest answer? For me, I wouldn't because if someone's going to open up to me, I can't ignore that. And I'm always going to try my best to help somebody because that's just who I am. It's just me, you know, and if it's an honest, like an honest answer, then I'm going to ask them like, oh, tell me more. What's going on? Right. Where like the thing that just popped into my head when I got quiet because that's what happens. Things just pop into my head as I speak. The other thing I noticed is like when people lie to me, I have a very hard time connecting with them. Like when I know they're lying to me, you know what I'm talking about. When I know they're lying to me, which this happens many, 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 many times, something dies in me. Like a little like a little spark, a little connection goes out. It's hard to describe, but I think it's more energetic than like physical. And sometimes you can just tell when someone's okay or not okay even. I guess you could tell it either way. And for me, if someone's not okay, like if they're clearly exhausted, like I can tell something is up, like they're not acting like their normal selves. Or maybe they are acting like their normal selves, which is just an exhausted human that hides it all the time. But like I can sense something is off. I want you to tell me the truth. I want you to give me more credit than for what you're giving me. You know, and I know this is like a double-edged sword because sometimes people are just lying to themselves and therefore lying to others. And I see this a lot. Because I do work in the coaching industry inside of my clients' online business. And I I work with a lot of women. And I, like, I'm very good at noticing patterns, which I think is what has made me so successful in the online coaching space. I'm very good at recognizing patterns. And when it comes to this step number one, stop hiding it from yourself and others. Like, I mean it, stop hiding it from, and I had to put the two things, yourself and others, because I find a lot of times the pattern that I see a lot with women is that they hide, they hide the real answer from themselves. So therefore they hide it from others. So that means then they lie to me. Like they're lying to themselves. So then they lie to me, but then I can see right through their lie to themselves and for me. I see this all the time, all the time. And I can see these patterns in myself too. So to overcome my exhaustion, I've been trying to get better at not hiding it first and foremost from myself and then second from others. There's no shame in saying that you're exhausted. There's no shame. Can we please remove the stigma from just saying you're exhausted? Because what human on this earth doesn't get exhausted? I don't know. Maybe someone that's reached nirvana. But other than that, I think everybody gets exhausted sometimes. I think it's just part of the normal ebb and flow of being human. And it's that contrast. It's that duality that is included inside of the human experience. 
I think it's what creates our growth. But if we're just hiding it, how can we grow from it? How can we grow from it if we hide it from ourselves and from others and we don't open up for real, deep, meaningful conversations? And that brings me to step number two out of four steps to overcome exhaustion. Step number two is determine the source because how is it going to get better if you don't know where it's coming from? So here's what I do, and maybe this will help you too. So if I'm feeling exhausted, 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 there we go. If I'm feeling exhausted, what I like to do is I kind of like visualize like almost like a pie chart, let's just say, of all the different areas of my life. Or like even sometimes I'll make it like columns, like a graph, if you can imagine. Like imagine the graphs that we used to see in math books in like third grade where there's like everything like different, not everything, but like the rows are listed out on the left, like in Excel. And then like the columns are listed on the top, but like, don't imagine a whole bunch of like crazy Excel spaces, please. That makes my head hurt. I don't like Excel very much. <laughs> I'm too much of a creative. I, I am definitely strategic and analytical, but like, I don't like that level of detail. So like for me, I imagine it looks like a chart that is in a third grade math book and not Excel. But if you like Excel, girl, go for it. So what I do is I'll just imagine like the columns. I don't even care what's on the left. I just imagine the columns. So like what are the areas of life? So like for me, I just think about the boxes I put my life in. So how I kind of think about it just like on the whim is kids. Kids definitely go into their own column or own box, kids, and all the things kids come with, basically. So like they're fighting or their extracurricular activities, like that kind of stuff, the daily ins and outs of having children. If they're adult children, maybe your days and your like day in and outs will be different. But like these are my day in and out. I have an 11 year old, a seven year old, and a two year old. So that's kind of what my life like look life looks like there. So then I'll think about like what's another box work, and for me. Work is my businesses. It can be any of the businesses. It could be clients online. It could be imperfect woman, or it could be like me, Mallory Tadimi, the personal brand. That's how I envision the businesses that I operate right now. And if that changes, they're all still going to go into the same box or same column. Basically for me, it's just like, what do I do for work? how do I make money, right? Where do I spend my time? What am I building and growing that is monetizable? So that's work. Like I just have a column for work. And before I had my businesses, what would be in that column? My corporate job. Okay. So that's how I look at it. So kids work and then like love, like spouse, like relationship love not like love for children and family members, like spouse stuff. Okay. So if you don't have a spouse, it's still going to be love. And then like, if you're looking for somebody to fulfill that space or whatever you're doing over there, or it'll be your spouse, your partner, whoever. Okay. So like love a relationship, not like love kids, family members, but like sexual love relationship type of thing. Okay. So like love, I put it in a box or I put it in a column. So, okay. Now I'm, I'm like literally working through this with you because I automatically do this in my head and I don't think about it. So we have, actually, I'm going to draw it out on a piece of paper. Maybe you want to do the same too. I'm going to go draw my little third grade chart. Okay. So I have kids. I have work. I have spouse, so kids, 
work, spouse. Oh, and then like I think of it as like health. I'll put health in another one because that's just how my brain automatically categorizes them. So like health for me is anything I'm doing to take care of my body. And for me, I kind of lump it in like mental and physical. Like that's what I do. I don't really like in these situations, I I don't sit down and split the hairs. But if I've got a problem, I'm going to go down in a minute in that area, then I will. Okay. So kids, work, spouse, health. And then like the last one, Maybe I'll label it as autonomy. And for me, that basically is like, and and I do feel this is the last one. I just energetically feel like this is the last section. For me, I feel like autonomy is me discovering more of me or like me pouring back into me. So that would encompass personal growth, like goals I'm working towards, things I do to take care of myself, that. And then I understand like also there can be some overlap, like things I do to take care of myself. Like last week I went to the chiropractor just as an example. And I like, I want to put that move under autonomy last week, even though it's technically health. It was really just something I wanted to do for myself. And that's that. So like, it can be flexible. The world doesn't have to be so black and white, right? So there's like some gray area there. And that's it. These are the categories that my brain automatically flies through in milliseconds when I'm trying to figure out what the source of my exhaustion is. So kids, work, spouse, health, autonomy. Maybe there's a better way to refine that that I'll come up with. I don't know. But this is just me stream of consciousness, figuring it out with you and how I think about this stuff right now. So now that I have these sections that my brain goes through, and by the way, if you have different sections or you think about things differently, which would be fine because you do have a different brain than I do, then you just label whatever you want yours to be labeled, like whatever makes sense for you. Okay. So Determine the source is number two, right? So like I'll do an energetic scan of these and don't worry, I'll explain what that means in a second. I'll do an energetic scan of these sections and look for the ping, basically. Think of it as like, I don't know, like you see those guys at the beach with a metal detector. Like think about it like that. Like if I had a big metal detector and I was just gonna like scan back and forth on this chart, I'm going to look for where I hear like a beep, 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 beep. But like sometimes it won't be that strong. Sometimes it'll just be like beep, beep, beep. Just kind of depends on how bleeding the situation is, right? It, it depends that like that might all might be all I'll get. I don't know. Like the ping might not be ba- very strong. Like it could be buried under a bunch of other gunk basically. But I'll just do like energetically, I'll just like almost say to myself, so I don't like speak to myself out loud really. I'm not that much of like a talk to myself person out loud, but I do it in my head a lot. So I'll just like do like, oh my God, where's this coming from? And then energetically, I'll just do this quick scan and I'll be like, oh, the kids. So if I get an answer that's like, oh, the kids, like I just know it's a hit, then I'll go to step number three, which is determine why the source is making me feel exhausted. So if I feel like, why am I so exhausted? Why am I so exhausted? Oh, the kids. If I feel that energetic hit there, then it's my job to figure out why the kids are making me exhausted. So then this is where I'll start like getting into detail a little bit more. So it'll be like, okay, kids, like zoom in, like zoom. Okay. So now we're looking at kids. So what are all the things that kids entail? So I'll start to think about all the things that I have to deal with when it comes to the kids. So school, getting them to school every single day, picking them up every single day. That is a lot on me. 
what else um homework helping them with homework that's a lot what else with kids after school activities and like having to drive them there and having to sit there and having to manage multiple children while one kid does one thing or the other kid does another thing that's a lot what else dinner time feeding these kids somehow between activities and all that that's a lot um what else getting them bathed slash showered slash whatever it takes like pre-bedtime stuff that bedtime routine brushing teeth that can be like pulling teeth and then bedtime so what's going on at bedtime them fighting me saying they don't want to go to bed them staying up and trying to talk to each other all night that kind of stuff. And then the other thing that also happens in between with my kids, and I'm sure this isn't just my kids, is fighting. The constant fighting, constant, constant fighting. That's annoying. And that makes me tired. And over time, that makes me exhausted energetically. I don't have enough space to handle these children fighting. So like that one gets to me a lot. So I just kind of went through a day in the life of with the kids to figure out what's kind of pinging me the most. And lately, I would say it's the fighting. But like during the school year, I would say like a big part of it is like the giant hassle to get them all to school. It's sometimes debilitating just what has to happen in that tornado of an hour and a half or so to like get them out of bed and get them to school. So I just try to pick the area that's bothering me the most right now. And I really just try to pick one because if I pick them all, what happens is I'm left trying to solve every single problem in the world. And that doesn't really work out very well. If you haven't noticed, (laughs) I've certainly noticed that doesn't work out for me. Whenever I just try to tackle everything at one time, I tend to get overwhelmed and then I don't see any movement because I don't have focus and I can't optimize and really concentrate on solving one particular problem. So I, it's just easier for me to pick one and I would urge you to pick one too because you'll be surprised at the result you actually get when you focus on one thing and not 20. And this is coming from somebody with ADHD. I have clinically diagnosed ADHD and I'm an entrepreneur, I think, which makes things 50 times worse. So that's it. All right. So just pick one thing. You can come to the rest later whenever they start beep, 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 beeping at you. Okay. Just pick one. There's always going to be one that's beeping faster and louder. Always. Sometimes it's hard to decipher, but if you just sit with it for a minute, close your eyes, drop into your own energy and feel it out, you'll figure out which one it is. So take that, that one thing. Take that one thing, okay? And that's going to be your why. This is why you're so exhausted. You got your answer. This is step number three. Determine why the source is making you feel exhausted. So let's take my life right now, okay? Kids fighting, okay? So like source is kids. Uh, Well, I guess determine why. Okay, well, why I'm feeling exhausted, it's kids. But like more specifically, it's kids fighting, It's kids fighting. That's what it is right now. And it can be different at different points of your life. So it's kids fighting. Okay, at least I have an answer to why I'm feeling so exhausted. It's just like this is taking over my energy. I'm thinking about it all the time. It makes me feel awful. I hate yelling. Like think about how much energy it takes for you to like get control of kids fighting. It's a lot of energy, at least for me. You know, maybe you're like a magic parent fairy. And if you are, that's awesome. But I am not. (laughs) I just kind of figure it out as I go. And I work on what comes up. So like kids fighting is an example of that though. Okay, cool. So now I know that's the problem, but how does it get fixed? And now we're going to move into step number four. 
map out your 80-20 path is what I'm going to call it. Now, the 80-20 path is just like the 80-20 rule or further known as the Pareto principle. P-A-R-E-T-O, Pareto. It's an Italian guy that came up with it. So I learned this one in business school, but maybe you learned it elsewhere. So basically it's 80% of outcome results come from 20% of all the causes. And that sounds kind of confusing, but basically it's like 80% of the things you're experiencing or the results, right? Come from 20% of the causes. So like, let's look at the kids thing for an example, right? Like I listed out a lot of things about kids. So like in your chart, These would be the rows, basically. So the things about kids, you have to wake them up, you have to get them dressed, you have to get them to school, deal with the lunch situation, whatever that may be. I love when the schools have lunches, but sometimes they don't. And that changed during COVID and that really sucked too. Um, Getting them home from school, homework, after school, activities, um, fighting, uh, getting them dinner, getting them showered, getting them to bed, getting them to fall asleep. Like all those things are rows under the column for kids, right? So let's look at this though. Like I was really beeping loud and hard for the fighting. Now I'd say the other thing that typically beeps for me is like a lot. (laughs) Where do I even begin? But this is it. Like if I'm thinking where I'm typically hearing hearing like a really loud beep, it's getting them out of bed and getting them ready for school and getting them to school on time because they always want to go off and do a million different things like pick up their devices or maybe get into another fight or like sit there and just not eat their breakfast and stare at the wall for 20 minutes. But that 20 minutes was the only gap we had that they could eat their cereal and they can't bring their cereal in the car, you know, like stuff like that. Right. That I would say is like a secondary beep for me, but it's not the primary beep. So like, let's look at this. Out of all those things I listed, 80% of my pain, of my exhaustion with this, 80% is only coming from what? 20% of the causes, just about, right? I don't know how many I listed, but it feels like a good 20%-ish. So like, That one thing that's like the main beeping thing is causing 80% of my exhaustion when it comes to these children, right? And then we can also take it a step further. So we listed out for me, I had like how many? One, two, three, four. I had five categories, kids, work, spouse, health, autonomy. So look, the one kids was causing me the most exhaustion. One out of five. One out of five. Huh. Interesting. What would that be? That would be my 20%, right? Just happens to work out that way. 20%. This is one little cause is causing 80% of my outcome, my exhaustion, most of my exhaustion in the moment in today's time. And that can change. You know, like maybe tomorrow, 80% of your exhaustion might be coming from a different 20%, like it it might be coming from uh, like autonomy, not having enough time for yourself. No, like giving away everything your soul requires to all the other things. And we can't do that either because then we're not a balanced human and we're not healthy and we're not happy and we're not experiencing as much joy as possible. And isn't that all we could want out of life? I think it's fair to say. So step number four is map out your 80-20 path. Okay, so I know the kids fighting is causing my exhaustion right now and it's difficult for me to deal with life and even all the other things because I'm just so exhausted from it. And for me, it's a form of I'd say mostly emotional exhaustion in that particular situation. 
But then it will trickle into physical exhaustion because the mind and body are one. They're tied, right? It's just the source, I think, in this case is coming from the emotional and then it's moving over to physical. And any of you that know anything about that mind-body connection, you'll know that to be true. So map out your 80-20 path. So like, what is my path to help solve this 20%? What can I do about causing this fighting to just dissipate or be less, right? And that's where I get to figure out what's next. Maybe I go hire some type of parenting coach. Maybe I go take a course on it. Maybe I go, I don't know, read a book, listen to some podcasts about dealing with siblings that fight as children, (laughs) not as adults, because I feel like that's totally different. So basically the next step is how can I get help so I'm not dealing with this alone? How can I get help? How can I go find a mentor in whatever way that looks like for me and what I feel called to at the time? It could be as simple as talking to a friend whose kids don't fight and you know it. And like, even if you ask her, she'll be like, oh my God, I don't know why they don't fight. You can talk about the differences between kids. (laughs) Maybe it's like their personality types. Maybe it's what your friend is doing with the kids. Maybe it's finding a parenting coach online. You know, I work with a lot of coaches and I help them scale up their coaching businesses and my clients online business. You know, there's so many incredible coaches that have had great success with their kids. Like they've personally been through it too and they can really help you or Maybe it's someone that's written a book about it, or maybe there's a podcast that you can listen to that would help you. Any or all of those, honestly. But it's like, what's the path? Like, what are you going to do next to make this better, right? What are you going to do next to make this better? And it's on you to do that because why would you sit there in your own struggle puddle? Why? Why would you sit there in your own cloudy mess? Like, you don't have to do that. And I think when we finally acknowledge that, like, hey, I do actually have higher standards for my life and what I want my life to look like and what I want the experiences in my life to be, once we realize that we do have a higher standard and we've let ourselves slip below the standard, we get to go figure out how to get help. That's it. We get to figure out where to get help. It costs you nothing other than effort and time to go find a book at the library about how to handle kids, siblings that fight, just as an example literally nothing. Library books are free to take home. They even have digital libraries now where you can get a library card and you can listen on audio, right? Like go do that. If you have more financial capacity to get additional support, you can go enroll in a course or work with a coach if you want deeper transformation, you know? Online courses are typically like information, like kind of like a book, but put into an online program. And coaching is more like transformational where someone's your mentor and they're really helping you work through something, you know? You can do all of that, all of it. You know, you can go to a therapist that specializes in this stuff with children, you know, that's available too, if you have the means to do so. I know not everybody has the means, so that's why I'm trying to like cover all the bases with this particular example, but you can take this particular example and you can translate it over to different things. You could translate it over to work. You can translate it over to your spouse, your health, um, even autonomy. Like for me, personal growth is so important. And when I'm not taking time to like figure out what my next big goals are 
and like the next exciting step I want to take in my life is like for me, that's a big driver. So if I'm not giving myself time and energy and space to do that, I'll start to feel my autonomy category or box beeping like crazy at me because I'm not taking enough time out to like take care of myself and what I need. Because if I'm not taking care of like my soul, I'm not really going to have the energy to take care of my health and I'm not going to have the energy to be the best spouse I can be and to work through anything that arises there because that's what you do in a good relationship. I'm not going to have the energy to be the best that I can at work and to create amazing programs and amazing products and to get the word out there about what I do and to support my clients even in getting the best results that they possibly can. And, you know, also I'm not going to be the best mom if I'm not even taking care of myself and my own personal autonomy. And if I'm exhausted from that, like how can I give to all these other categories? I don't even think it's fair for us to be asking ourselves to be the best that we possibly can In these other categories, just for example, if our autonomy isn't taken care of, you know, and like I told you guys, I see patterns a lot. Like even in the women I work with inside of clients online, like a lot of time I'll see the first step is they decide that they are worthy of going after their dreams. And for many of them, just to give you an example, it's to start their dream business, to scale up their dream business. And clients online, I work with a lot of service providers, so like coaches and consultants and practitioners. And for a lot of them, they want to scale online because they want what I call the triad. They want income, they want impact, and they want freedom. And scaling up an online service business allows you to have all three, you know, these three things, like imagine like a triangle with three points. And then each one of these is representing a point. Like they're so important to have in life. And I see a lot of women that have worked that out, that they need that. And they desire that, like they've been working on themselves Then they go over to their work category and they start fixing like how they make money. And in that case, that's where a lot of them are like, I want to scale this online coaching business because I want the income, the impact and the freedom. So once they figure out the whole autonomy piece, then they move over to the work piece. And that's where they're working with me inside of clients online. And we're working on scaling up their online coaching business. So it's like a process. Like that's usually the first thing I see happen. They, they finally give themselves permission to go after their dreams because they realize the longer they wait, like our dying day could be tomorrow and they never get to experience the valuable things of income, impact and freedom, right? Like it's really important to have those, to be able to make enough money to have financial security and make sure your personal family is taken care of and to make sure your extended family is taken care of and to make sure your community and the causes you believe in are taken care of. That is so important to a woman. It's like one of the most important things ever. And the other thing that's important to a woman is creating impact as in like using your gifts to help other people, using your gifts and your experiences and your stories and the things that you've gone through, you've seen with your own eyes, you can help people. You matter. And it's so important for women to get out there and do that. And a way they can do that is through their coaching business. And that's why so many of them come to me and clients online to build out that type of business. And then there's also freedom. You know, 
operating an online business means you can literally work from anywhere you want to, whether that's home or in Bali or in the middle of Colorado, like wherever you want to be, you can just work from wherever and you get to choose your hours. You set your schedule. And if you scale up like in the way that I teach in clients online, then, you know, it could be as little as working like one hour a week, but you're making like 50K months. You know, it's incredible what we can do with an online business. And it's just so interesting. It's like, I see women have to give themselves permission first to like have what they want. And then I see them bouncing over to that work category and working with me. It's kind of cool. And, you know, I, I think, you know, maybe it's the same way with health too, or even with love. Like you have to give yourself permission to finally become healthy, to change your habits, to get the exercise, to buy the better food, to stop with the the binge eating or the extreme calorie deficiencies or the emotional eating, right? Like it is a process where you have to realize and accept that you're worthy of that result. As crazy as that sounds, it's like, an understanding or an agreement with our soul that it's like, yes, I am worthy of having that thing, you know? And that's why I think that autonomy category is so important and so interesting. I know it kind of seems like maybe out of left field because it's not like the standard category of life, but I can't help but to recognize it because I feel like it's such a, a driver of the other ones. Like if you're stuck there, then you're probably stuck in other places too. For me, I don't see the autonomy part so much interacting with the kids category, for example, that's bothering me right now. For me personally, like everyone's going to be different, right? feel it interacting with that as much. But where I really do feel it interacting is like mainly for me, I'd say work and health and then maybe a little bit of spouse. But I feel like it's really tied to work and health for me. And it's kind of interesting. You can feel into and see how tied it is to that one too. So those are my four steps that I go through to overcome exhaustion. And I just do this on repeat. And, you know, the interesting thing, just depending on my emotional mood, because yes, I'm a woman and yes, I can swing all the time. It's like a pendulum, right? Like I just have to figure out what's bothering me today. And then if it seems like a lot, then I'll maybe take it to like the 30,000 foot view where I just try to get like a general consensus on what's bothering me the most right now when it comes to this exhaustion stuff. So my step number one is stop hiding your exhaustion from yourself and others. You know, that's the first step. Isn't like the first step of AA where you have to admit you have a problem? Kind of like that, right? So stop hiding it from yourself and others. It's okay. It's okay to talk about it. Don't talk about it from a victim mentality. Caveat, star, 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 star. <laughs> Don't talk about it from a victim mentality. Talk about it as just something you're going through right now. Like don't give it energy. Oh my God, I'm so exhausted and my life is miserable. Like no. It's more like neutral. Like I'm exhausted right now. I'm experiencing the feeling of exhaustion. Like that's it. Just let it be. Like I'm experiencing the feeling of ex exhaustion. It's not charged, right? It's not charged when you say it that way. And when you say it that way, then you can stay out of like that victim danger zone because we never want to be in victim mindset. We always want to be in our own personal power. And when you give your power to victimhood, you can't do that, okay? 
Like that's really, really important. So step two is determine the source. Where is it coming from? Kids, work, spouse, health, autonomy. Kids, work, spouse, health, spouse, health, autonomy. Kids, work, spouse, health, autonomy. That is what my brain sounds like when I'm trying to figure out where it's coming from. And then step number three, determine why the source is making you feel exhausted. Okay. So if it's spouse and you're ding, 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 ding with spouse, like why? Why is your spousal situation making you feel so exhausted? Why? What's going on in there? Try to isolate the root cause, like the one problem that's standing out the most right now. And then step four, map out your 80-20 path. So remember, 80% of the outcome or the results or the symptoms you're experiencing are going to come from 20% of all causes. So basically like the the problems that you're experiencing right now, it's going to be like usually one little thing that's causing the most that's causing the most pain, that's causing the most exhaustion. And start with that one thing. Is your spouse doing something? Are you having like in a process of having a conversation that's not fun for you? I don't know, like what is your spouse doing that's driving you insane? I think that's a pretty easy question to do to get there. But like if you don't have a spouse, Maybe it's more like, is it like what's going on in the dating situation or what's what's happening over there and try to pinpoint the problem? Maybe spouse isn't even on there for you. Like maybe you just have no interest in a spouse or dating or having love in your life in a romantic way. That's totally okay too. So just pick something different if there is something different, right? Everybody's a little bit different, but that's it. Map out your 80-20 path. Like what, what's, what's the cause over here? Like the specific cause. And then what are we going to do about it? Like that's the pathway, right? So we're at point A. We want to get to point B. What do we got to do to get to point B? What do I have to do to get my kids to stop fighting? Basically point A, kids are fighting. Point B, kids are not fighting, right? So what do I need to do to get there? And that's how I look at this. So those are the four steps to overcome exhaustion. I hope this helps you because it really helps me. And I just want to thank you for being here. Thank you for enjoying this this wonderful raspy voice I have. You can guys can just send me a message, DM me on Instagram and tell me if I should keep it. <laughs> Not that I really have a choice though. And uh, take a screenshot and tag me and tell me you're listening to this podcast. I'd love it if you would share it. And if you want to find out more about what I'm doing, you can go to the clientsonlineexperience.com if you're interested in what I do to help coaches, consultants, practitioners, service providers scale their business to 50K months or more online. If you want to see what I'm up to over on the Imperfect Woman brand, I'm working on getting all that stuff set up right now. It's physical products. That's imperfectwoman.com. We'll have that to you pretty soon, which is exciting. You can go follow me on Instagram or social media at Mallory Tadimi, or you can follow Imperfect Woman at Imperfect Woman HQ. HQ is in like headquarters on Insta. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. I love you. I release a new episode every Thursday. Make sure you follow this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and then it will just automatically pop up. And then that's one less thing you have to remember. And I will, oh, losing my voice. All right, we're back. And then yeah, we'll talk next Thursday. I love you guys. Bye.